He relinquishes. Carter goes to uh, throw this grappling hook up. She's able to, but the problem is, is it just grabs the dirt and pulls it down. And then they're like, oh, no. And they're like, no, the added weight. The added weight of the dirt that was already on top of this thing. Already on the rooftop. Because you know your car weighs more when you put things on the the roof than it does if they're inside the car. (laughs) You know your your car weighs more uh, if you sit in the driver's seat than it does if you sit on the roof. That's how, that's just, that's how, that's physics, man. That's physics. Yeah. I don't know. At least according to this episode. to episode 42 of the laser comb podcast your favorite podcast where two 90s kids come through classic television with a fine tooth laser lazor i am one of your hosts neo cal and i am joined by the prestigitatious siege hello siege the uh prestigious prestidacious ostentatious uh illuminatious and uh very sweaty. Fallacious. <laughs> Fallacious. <laughs> oh my. Oh my. <laughs> and a very, uh, on that note, uh, the very sweaty siege. If, very uh, swe- sweaty siege. We're, okay, me too. We're the TikTok <laughs> brothers now, baby. Uh, yeah, if you're watching the video version, I am actually shirtless at the moment, for the most part, wearing, so, wearing a tank top. <laughs> we live in Canada, but hot as balls right now. There's a heat wave going on. So yeah, yeah. In my city of uh, residence, it is currently ninety-four degrees Fahrenheit, which uh, works out to around thirty-five degrees Celsius. I think it's thirty-five. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's it, it's around there. Um, I uh, well, I'm dying. I, I'm melting over here. We've been yeah. uh, during the the preamble for this episode, which you have access to if you are a subscriber to the Lasercomb Patreon. Uh, we, me and Cal, were singing Christmas carols to try and will cool weather. It just happened. We didn't, like, talk about it. Just just started singing Christmas carols, and we, we settled on the fact that we were attempting to will cool weather into existence. Yeah, we were just, I was just like, what are we doing? <laughs> I guess we're singing Christmas carols today. Yeah, but um, wow, episode forty-two uh, of the Laser Comb Podcast. Um, forty-two, forty-two. Um, before we get into what we're <laughs> reviewing here, um, just a little tidbit of a little little catch-up here. Um, the siege has himself some wheels. I hear. Uh, yeah, I bought a, uh, and I'll talk about this more on our uh, pod, our Beast Wars podcast, uh, Too Much Energon, which, because of the aforementioned heat, we weren't able to uh, record an episode of this week, but uh, we'll be back uh, next week with that one, for we'll sure. We'll be back. And I'll talk about it more there. But yeah, I bought a, I bought a car for the first time in uh, 15 years, and uh, it's a little red uh, 2004 uh, Pontiac Sunfire, and I appropriately named it Cliff Jumper. That's right. <laughs> yep. Any any fans of Transformers G one will uh will know who Cliff Jumper is. He's a uh, transforms into a little red car, so it seemed appropriate. I even ordered a couple of uh, auto chrome Autobot insignia decals to uh 
off of Amazon. Really? And I'm going to stick onto it. <laughs> nice. I like it. Uh, and speaking of things that uh, we like, or at least I like, uh, this week on the Lasercomb podcast, we are talking about Stargate Atlantis, episode 76. Which is the 16th episode of season four. four. Uh, We did it. It originally aired on February 8th, 2008. I had never watched any of Stargate Atlantis until this episode. Uh, I'm a big fan of Stargate Atlantis. And uh, I, if you, if you listen to last week's episode, I gushed about how much I love the Stargate franchise in general, particularly SG one. I actually like Atlantis a little more than SG one, which to some people is kind of sacrilege. Sacrilege. Atlantis definitely has its fans. Uh, you know what show doesn't have its fans though is Stargate Universe, which, alas, we're not we're not going to be covering right now. But uh, maybe we'll uh, maybe we'll get to it at some point. I just uh, I saw it in a certain family share, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" <laughs> because I'm aware Atlantis exists, but I didn't know there was a universe. Uh, Stargate Universe. Uh, it was a pre. It wasn't a very well liked show. It uh, was uh, completely serialized, unlike Stargate, which does have, um, uh, unlike SG One and Atlantis, which do have serialized elements and uh, re- uh, recurring uh, plot lines that go throughout the various seasons. But Stargate Universe was actually like completely serialized. Like it, it came. The series ran from like two thousand nine to two thousand. 10 or 2011 i think so it was kind of in that that was kind of the in thing at that time in tv and it still is but um the 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 biggest issue that a lot of people have with stargate universe is that it uh the tone the tone completely changed the they kind of ditched the like fun adventure feel that uh, SG-1 and Atlantis have in favor of something more like battlestar galactica the battlestar galactica remake so kind of like an ongoing uh, like space drama. Yeah, yeah, it's much more uh, it's much more serious, much darker. Uh, I I actually like Universe, but um, well, maybe we will talk about it in the near future. Who knows? Who knows? Who so knows? yeah, uh, what what episode? What's this episode called? It's called Trio. It's called Trio, and right out of the gate, uh, this is this is a bottle episode. Which, if you're not familiar with what a bottle episode is, a bottle episode in television is where characters end up trapped in a location, uh, usually due to some sort of contrive, some plot contrivance. Uh, right. Bottle episodes are often uh, the basis for clip shows, and bottle episodes. One of the biggest reasons for bottle episodes is uh, budgetary reasons, because they're they gener- tend to be uh, generally tend to be cheap. 
to produce because it's just characters in one one or two locations. Uh, okay. I, and that was the case with this episode, although ironically, this episode, uh, because of various production problems, ended up becoming the most expensive episode to produce of this entire season. I was reading on the uh, Stargate <laughs> wiki <laughs> earlier. Really? Yeah. Uh, so a little bit about uh, Stargate Atlantis uh, as a whole. So at the end of, I believe it was season seven of Stargate SG-1, the season concluded with a big battle in Antarctica of uh, the forces of Earth versus the uh, forces of Apophis. Apophis finally came to Earth and was attacking, and there was this big like battle that happened in An Antarctica. The Stargate Command had discovered a, a uh, weapons platform uh, buried deep in uh, Antarctica that uh, housed a what is called a zero point module or ZPM, which is a ancient power, which is a ancient power source. Kind of, it's like a big, like glowy crystal. Uh, it's a becomes a plot device. It's a regular plot device in Stargate Atlantis, especially in the early seasons. Actually, no, throughout the entire series, because they end up. Uh, they end up having to, uh, spoilers for the end of Stargate Atlantis, but they end up having to find three ZPMs to power the star drive in Atlantis, because uh, Atlantis fly, not only sinks, but it also flies, and they end up flying it to Earth. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it, it is. Atlantis is, is kind of a wild show. I, I like that kind of thing. Like, I have, um, I guess I inadvertently copied atlantis for a tabletop game i run really um yeah because the uh the pcs found kind of like a teleported themselves <laughs> um to like a secret kind of like base and they weren't sure where it was and it was like kind of ancient but like that kind of ancient where it's like ancient but future tech yeah so yeah. very stargatey right yeah um and they eventually through like the the windows of the place realize that they're deep 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 underwater and then fast forward many sessions and they like power it on and they like bring it to the surface so now it's kind of like a boat slash submarine mm. and so the idea was in the future it was like hey like the pcs were like hey maybe this this can end up flying so it's funny that you mentioned oh like atlantis can can fly and i'm like damn it i stole the <laughs> the plot from stargate atlantis <laughs> So, uh, Even though I hadn't watched it. So in Antarctica, they, they find this ancient weapons platform and they end up establishing a, a base uh, at... They end up establishing a base there. And I can't remember how, but uh, Daniel Jackson from Stargate SG-1 ends up figuring out the... There's information about like the specific coordinates needed to dial uh, the Stargate in Atlantis, which is off in the Pegasus galaxy. Okay. But they only have enough power to dial once so it's kind of a one-way trip so they send the the atlantis expedition off led by uh doctor a uh, woman named dr weir who ended up leaving the show after the third season because apparently the uh the actress was difficult to work with or something like that i'm not I'm not sure the specifics of why she left but uh they went their different ways they went their different way. ways. Yeah. They, they went their separate ways to the point that when they brought the character back later in a uh, guest appearance as an ancient, I believe they recast her. <laughs> so, huh? So yeah, there, there's a the, this 
some stat there's a uh, some cast changes you you mentioned to me <laughs> like a lot <laughs> so uh dr rear was the leader of the uh the the civilian aspect of the atlantis expedition and the atlantis expedition was led by uh a guy named Colonel Sumner, who was played by Robert Patrick of Terminator 2 fame. He gets killed in the first episode, so his, yeah. like, his like, second-in-command, uh, uh, Major, whose name is John Shepard, which I always found funny when I played Mass Effect. Because <laughs> that's... It all checks out. <laughs> and, and, and eventually, Major uh, Shepard in the show ends up getting a promotion to, the, I think, the rank of Commander. Commander Shepard. <laughs> or Colonel, something. But anyway, so he was John Shepard long before uh, 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 Commander Shepard of Mass Effect fame nice. was, which I always found quite amusing. Actually, I uh, met the guy who played uh, Colonel Shepard at a fan expo. Very, very briefly, but I, I met him. Right. There you go. Okay. It, uh, yeah, anyway. So... As I meant, as you alluded to, I had mentioned to Cal off air that this show suffered a lot of cast changes, despite only lasting five seasons, unlike SG-1, which mostly maintained the same cast until uh, like the last couple of seasons. And that show ran for 10 seasons. So uh, Dr. Weir, the leader of the, the civilian leader of the expedition, left the show after season three. She was replaced by uh, uh, Colonel Carter from... Stargate SG-1 coming in to lead the Atlantis expedition for one season. She left. Okay, okay. And Robert Picardo uh, as... I uh, saw one of when I was looking for wallpapers. I'm like, Robert Picardo too? Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, his name was uh, Dr. Woolsey, I believe. He was a recurring character in Stargate SG-1, uh, notoriously against the uh, the Stargate program. Right. But then he like kind of comes around eventually, and in season five of Atlantis, he's the guy in charge. Does is it kind of just a recurring role? Or is he? No, no, he, he cast at that uh, point in season five of Atlantis. Yeah, he's a regular cast member. Oh, cool. Uh, season one featured a character named Ford, who was like a member of the team. So the the original team at Atlant the Atlantis version of SG One essentially original team was. Uh, uh, Major Shepard, uh, Doctor McKay, who we meet in this, who we see in this episode, he is one third of the uh, titular trio. Mm -hmm. uh, Taylor, an alien that they meet uh, right away in the Pegasus Galaxy, and Ford. Uh, apologies, listeners. As I mentioned, it's very, very hot right now, so I'm, uh, I'm, my, my mind's kind of not firing on all cylinders right now. Mm -hmm. Just to so. <clears throat> Ford ends up leaving the show after uh, after the midway through the second season, I believe. He after the first season, he was injured. He ended up uh, developing like superpowers because uh, a wraith, who were the big bads of Stargate Atlantis, they're essentially like space vampires, but they suck your life force out of you, not your blood. Um, a wraith was feeding oh on God. Ford. And the, the Wraith was killed while it was feeding on Ford. And what it ended up doing was injecting like some of its like superpowers into him, essentially. So Ford kind of went nuts and became a recurring villain in season two. But he and so he was replaced with a character on the team named uh, Ronan Dex, who was played by uh, Jason Momoa before he was really anything anybody. else. <laughs> yeah. So 
I remember when he kind of started hitting it big with his appearance in Game of Thrones, people are like, oh yeah, Jason Momoa from Game of Thrones. I'm like, and I know him from Stargate Atlantis. Weird, because even though I never watched Stargate Atlantis, he was always the Stargate Atlantis guy to me. Yeah. And I never even watched the show. And I'm like, oh, cool. So it's weird that people are like, oh, Cal Drogo. I'm like, you mean Aquaman? <laughs> so he's an actor, folks. He's in lots of things. You can call him Jason Momoa now. Uh, the uh, doctor of the Atlantis expedition, uh, Dr. Beckett, left after, I think, the third season. He was replaced by Jewel State uh, as Dr. Keller, whom is another part of the uh, titular trio in this episode. Okay. Uh, so lots and lots of cast changes. I'm sure there were more that I'm forgetting. But uh, anyway, to go back to essentially what Atlantis is about. So Daniel Jackson figures out how to dial to uh, Atlantis, which is located in the Pegasus galaxy. The team goes one way mission. They get over there. They find out that the city has been submerged underwater. Uh, it's losing power. Uh as a failsafe, the, the 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 shield's about to fail, and at the end of the first episode, as a failsafe, the city actually rises to uh, surface level uh, to protect itself and uh, conserve power. And so, oh, interesting. And so, what the uh, crux of the show ends up being is essentially them going on different adventures every week, trying to find Z, uh, ZPMs in order to power Atlantis. To like try and figure See, out a way. That's kind of cool because there's like it is very RPG like, like yeah, yeah. and stones from uh, Oblivion, <laughs> right? At least one these these uh, power sources, and they end up uh, inadvertently uh, awakening the wraith who had been in uh, uh, slumber for they they go into a slumber like every few centuries, and the the uh, habitated planets of the Pegasus galaxy kind of bank on this. They're like, oh, cool. We're not going to... No, the Wraith aren't going to show up for like two or three hundred years to like feed on us. Um, right. That is but, very vampire-like to go into like a deep slumber. Yeah. But so uh, the, the Atlantis expedition inadvertently ends up waking up the Wraith early. So the, the people of the Pegasus galaxy are varying degrees of understanding about this. Some of them are like... It sucks for us, but you're going to help us out. Mistakes happen, and you're going to help us out. And other planets are just like, no, fuck you. Get out of here. You, uh, you've you ruined our lives. Bad. Bad Earthlings. Very yeah. bad. Look what you did. Uh, so that's Stargate Atlantis in, in a nutshell. And uh, Well, just from that nutshell, that, that seems like something I'm, I'm up for. I like the idea of... Um, again, never watched it until this episode of getting like these different, uh, well, I keep calling them Welkin stones. Can you put, tell I've played Elder Scrolls games, <laughs> um, those things and powering on and maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but like, does that power on different parts of the base? Or give them more access to more abilities of the base? It gives them access to more things. So the the uh, the Atlantis uh, power system is, uh, I th believe, designed to, to fully be fully operational and, like, fly and everything like that and, like, have a fully functional shield and all of that requires three uh, ZPMs. Uh, when they get there, two of them are dead, and one of them is at very minimal power. So they only have access to like kind of basic systems, like they can they can operate the Stargate. They have like life support. Uh, they can like 
computer some computers around the base like work and lights and stuff like that work and everything and as they add more zpms more uh more functions of the city become operational nice okay okay i like that i'm on board yeah it's a it's a neat show i actually own the uh the complete series on blu-ray uh, which i i believe i may have mentioned last week it was a gift from a, a former partner of mine uh christmas gift several years ago yeah and the reason we're talking about this in more broad strokes is because the uh nothing happens in the episode <laughs> i was watching this and i was like so ah it's one of those episodes and that that being said there are a few little points in the episode that are cute and uh grow uh, have character development well, I'm just trying to give a, um, uh, much like I try to do uh, all the time, especially shows that I'm quite familiar with, I try to give like a broad overview of what, what the show is all about before I get into talking about the, the episode proper, which yeah, which I, I guess we can do now. Yeah. So uh, episode opens with uh, Dr. Keller, played by Jewel State, and Dr. Rodney McKay uh, going to visit... Uh, uh, Colonel Carter in her office and they're like, Hey, so we met these people and, uh, well, they're, they're not being very receptive to us. And she's like, Oh, why? Because, and they're like, well, because, uh, you know, uh, the Jedi, uh, which give a little bit of an explanation as to who the Jedi are, uh, people in the Pegasus galaxy only, uh, develop basically, uh, they only develop up to a certain, their societies only develop up to a certain point, usually never anything past like uh, uh turn of the 20th century earth, like that kind of okay. level. Right, uh, right. Because by the time they get to that point, the wraith, uh, the wraith reawaken and then begin culling them. And then uh, their civilizations kind of have to start over like every few hundred years as a result. Uh, the Jedi have uh, gotten around this by essentially building their entire like uh they're, they're basically like world war at world earth world war ii level of technology like they're they're like they have like a nuclear arms program that they're developing and everything but they got around the whole like culling thing by uh doing all of this underground and above ground they wear like they dress like amish people and whatnot and live like very like fun lives as like very simple lives as like masquerading as like simple farmers and whatnot whereas underground they're basically like germany in world war ii all right so so the uh the the Jedi uh apparently had uh shown up to this planet uh like uh, decades earlier this planet that's rich in a bunch of resources and uh uh hired all these people on as like workers to to mine for this these resources and then they just took all the resources and fucked off and so they're skeptical of uh, uh the atlantis expedition because they assume that they're just going to do the same thing that the Jedi did right and they're like hey so it would be really cool uh colonel carter if you could uh come to this planet and uh talk to them with a if you could go to this planet and talk to them for us because you're way better with diplomacy yeah and, and uh there, there's another guy um not sure who that is like main character dude um and he's like i i never asked for this and he's like sucking a popsicle and he's like 
I'm a fighter pilot, blah, blah, blah. Oh, that was, that, that was Colonel Shepard. He's like, yeah. yeah, I didn't, he's like, yeah, I didn't uh, join the Air Force for this. I never <laughs> asked for this. You women, you go do the diplomacy. And indeed, um, homie here, what's his name? Uh, Dr. McKay. Dr. McKay is like, oh, okay, so yeah, have fun. And they're and, like, uh, no, no, you're you're coming too. Yeah. Uh, Colonel Carter is like, uh, all right, well, uh, all right, I'll 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 go and talk to them. Uh, meet me at the gate in uh, one hour. And anyway, oh, did we even read? Right. The reason they even want to talk to these, um, the, the people on this planet is because they want to relocate them. <laughs> right, they, they to... want to, right, right. So they, they want to relocate these people because uh, they're deal, they're uh, lots of earthquakes are going on. And also yeah. um, the air, like remarkably bad where they are because they yeah. all used to be miners. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so they're they're dealing with, I think, like they say, like four major earthquakes like every day. Yeah, so it's, it's dangerous and uh, the mine shafts are like poison the air and they're like, we need to relocate them, but they don't want to. They have a laundry list of demands in order to relocate. And I'm like, beggars can be choosers, can't they? uh apparently they can um so they go go to meet them yeah so uh uh colonel carter says uh all right uh, i'll go and talk to them uh i'll meet uh and she says this to uh dr keller and uh uh, dr mckay uh meet me at the uh the stargate in an hour and they're like oh well we we were kind of hoping you would uh would go talk to them and we could just stay here and she's like meet me in an hour (laughs) <laughs> bitch I, I i like how uh how colonel carter like puts her foot down a few times he plays that character the actress plays that character and the way it's she's written is very um uh you know uh leads with a doesn't lead with a a fist but leads with a a palm <laughs> right yeah. like you still gotta listen to her and she's still like nice but she still maintains that uh, modicum of leadership. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I like her. Uh, so they go to this planet. McKay falls into a hole. And this is one of the issues that I have with this episode. Is if you, you look Which at one? like... <laughs> I, I have a few issues with this episode. But go ahead. <laughs> McKay falls through the ground, falls through a hole. And like into this... Uh, uh, into this like room, this uh, underground room, but like the amount of dirt that's on top of it is like comical. Like it's covered, it's underground, but it's only like a foot underground. Like the ceiling of this room that they fall into, it it, it is only like a foot underground. There's only like a foot or so of dirt above it, and you you right. see this in several shots when we're looking at the uh, up in the sky at the hole. There's only like a foot of dirt. It's like, right. how did no one discover this thing before? Like even just like from gusts of wind, like blowing dirt around. Maybe they did, but nobody cared. Like it's just yeah. an abandoned shaft, like a, an abandoned facility, right? Yeah. And I indeed, just... the kids that we see later aren't supposed to play around this area. I just feel like uh, realistically, this thing should be buried uh, quite a bit deeper, like at least like six feet. 
well, what is this thing and, and why is it buried? Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I didn't really understand either. It's, but it's, it's some a room, kind of, but it's on stilts. It's a room because on reasons that's, that's uh, not how you build mine shaft rooms. Anyways. So none of this makes sense, but what do we have here? Okay. So they all fall in there because they lean over and they're like, no, Kaylee. I mean, no, Jewel. I mean, no, Dr. Uh, what's her name? Oh, no, it's M- McKay falls in first, and then Keller oh, and uh, right. uh, Carter like lean down, and they're like, "Hang on, don't move. We'll go and get help." And wouldn't you know what they fall into? They fall into, and they're there, and they're like, "Oh man, we gotta get out of here." Oh geez, and then this thing happens where they're like, "Man, how do we stretch this out for forty minutes?" And they're like, "Instead of having like flashbacks, or instead of having character development, why don't we?" painstakingly spend 40 minutes making the characters make really obvious observations about the fucking like room they're in. So over the course of the next few minutes, um, they're like, Oh wait, there must be another way out because this is a building Caphead, And it's like, no shit. And then they yeah. try to open doors and they're like, wait, 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 don't open that door. There, you don't know what's behind the door. I think it's um, Doctor uh, uh, Colonel Carter says, uh, Colonel uh, "Don't Carter, open, right. don't open that door. Open this door." And McKay's like, "Why not?" And she's like, "Well, that one's red, and red usually means bad." He's, and like, he's oh. like, "Oh, fair enough." Okay, but before that, um, but they can't even get the other door open anyway because it's electronically locked with a uh, like weird looking keypad on it. So they're like, "Oh, well, I guess, I guess we'll, we'll open, open the other door. door." And I'm like. What did that <laughs> which kind of made that whole like rendered that whole scene like completely pointless? And then uh Jewel State is like, no, no, don't open it. You don't know what's on the other side. And indeed, and what's on the other side is a giant fucking chasm. There's a conversation there too, where it's like, Well, what do you think? There are monsters on the other side, and she's like, No, there could be poison gas or something. Well, we have to see. And so they wrench it open, and there's a giant chasm. Yeah. And I guess there were other rooms like like this and they all fell down because they were on like weird shaky stilts and they're like, "Oh geez, how come all those other ones fell down?" And they close the door and they come to the realization, "Wait. The earthquakes. This room, the earthquakes. This room is on a bunch of shaky like um struts. Struts. Just like the other rooms and it could fall." And again, Jewel states like, but it's more stable because, I mean, it's still up. And then the most stupid thing, the most stupid conclusion these doctors and scientists come to that I've ever seen on a show is, oh, but that was before we fell in. We've added like, what, an extra 350-ish pounds of about an extra, with all the dirt. And they look and there's like some crumbs of dirt on the ground. And they're like, oh, plus all of our body weight. This could make it unstable. And, and there's like four earthquakes a day. So like we, we might fall. And I'm like, the room is made out of solid like iron and steel. Adding like an extra 500 pounds isn't going to do much. Also, the thing with the dirt. Thank you. <laughs> also, the thing with the dirt, 
the dirt is the weight of the dirt is already on this thing on because it's on top of it. It falling into inside this like this strut room. Thank like, you. So doesn't add any. They're extra scientists, <laughs> so the dirt that fell into the room with them doesn't add extra. Uh, doesn't add extra um, weight to the room because it was on the roof. Yeah. So also, the there, like you said, how do people not notice the other rooms fell? but like didn't leave giant holes. But again, we meet children later. They poke their head through and they're like, we're not supposed to play around here because of the cave-ins. So there's some continuity there. But the thing is the room made it of solid steel, like giant, like, um, like airtight kind of like iron doors. It probably weighs a few tons. Yeah. So like, it's like, oh geez, you know what, man? Like I can't carry you. Uh, I can't give you a ride. Why not? too many people in my car won't it'll, the, the the fuel efficiency will go down <laughs> how much do you think your car weighs right <laughs> could uh, i i can fit in one sack of potato but potatoes but not two in my car so they go through a bunch of like very various ideas of like how to get out mckay tries to build a uh a grappling hook he finds this like hook and he ties a rope to it there's an extended scene of them of uh of Dr. Keller and Colonel Carter like tying knots in the ropes to make it possible for someone to actually climb there up. There is that one scene when um um they're like okay well there's no rope in here so our jackets are about 6 feet end to end we got to tie them and if we take off our shirts and pants yeah we could we could make a rope that would be strong enough. And Jewel states like Immediately, all right, and immediately off. takes off her jacket and she grabs her tank top and she pulls it and you see like the the bottom of her like bra, and then um, Colonel Carter is like, oh, found rope, and she's like, like just puts her clothes, her just puts her shirt and lowers again, and I'm like, how dare you, Carter? You couldn't have waited ten more seconds to let Jewel State take her shirt now. <laughs> And indeed, like you look, uh, even Rodney is disappointed. And so, one of the things this episode does is it actually him and, me, like, him and I both it it, uh, it it sets up what it, it, it this is the genesis of what ends up becoming a romance between these two characters, uh, and that that's kind of the most important thing that the, this episode does is is it sets up the romance between. And I at least appreciate that because Carter and um, uh, Jewel <laughs> are playing like. Would you rather? Yeah. It's like George Clooney, Brad Pitt. And I'm like, Carter's older. She's going to say Clooney. And she does. Yeah. <laughs> and um, they try to get him in involved in it. And he's like, I don't get it. And they give him something like, like, uh, what is it? They're, they're, they say something like, oh, would you rather? And then it's like two older men or heavier guys or something like that. And he's like, neither. No, no, that's yeah. not how it, how it works. You have to choose one. So I have to choose which one of these like male actors ha is forcing themselves on me, <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so this guy doesn't hang out with other people. <laughs> people often. Huh? No, no, and indeed, uh, uh, McKay. Being, I actually liked the the dialogue there. McKay being socially inept is kind of a uh, uh, recurring uh, theme of comedy throughout this series, there, and indeed. And indeed, like uh, McKay is my favorite character on the show. Like everybody, I, loves, I can, I can. Everybody that, loves yeah. uh, Rodney McKay. At first, uh, I was like, "Who is this bum?" 
but he quickly grew <laughs> on me. Yeah, he's my he's my favorite character in the show. He's a lot of people's favorite, actually. And the character of Rodney McKay is actually uh, Canadian in the show. Oh, the like, the not, character not, itself is. Yeah, not just the actor, but the uh, uh, David Hewlett, but also the character, Dr. Rodney McKay. You see on his uniform, he actually has a Canadian flag on the oh, cool. side. Yeah. yeah, Jewel State's Canadian, if I recall. Uh, her character in this show is not. Um, I Are, who who's Canadian? I'm going in, folks. <laughs> uh, like half the cast. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like. Yeah. Well, anyways, I, Jewel State's Canadian too. <laughs> uh, I uh, when I was wa- I was watching this show while it was airing, and uh, as soon as Doctor Keller was uh, introduced, uh, let me tell you. Boy, did I develop a crush on that character quite quickly. Dr. Keller? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. I already have a crush on Jewel State because... Uh, um, I didn't watch Firefly back in the day. <laughs> I, have, so. I have Serenity tattooed. <laughs> so I'm a big fan of, uh, of Firefly. Uh, but you didn't watch Firefly. So right no, this... when we started this, I was like, Kaylee's in this? All right, here we go. I didn't watch, I hadn't watched Firefly at this point, other than seeing, like, one random episode at a party, like, a few years earlier. Here or there, yeah. Um, no, quite literally, no, I saw, uh, I was at a party, and, uh, uh, people, uh, had fire, people, someone pulled out a, uh, just for background noise, pulled out a Firefly DVD, and, uh, put an episode on, and, uh. Better than Rick and Morty in the background. Better than Rick and Morty in the background. You know who you are. (laughs) <laughs> I, I I wasn't really paying attention because uh, I got invited uh, there by a girl that uh, I, I was kind of into. And, uh, well, let me tell you, um, that night uh, I didn't watch Firefly. If you catch my... wasn't Firefly that... Uh, Unforgivable. You, How it, dare it, you? What I'm trying to say is I got laid that night. <laughs> so I didn't catch How dare Firefly. you? <laughs> How dare you put your selfish, <laughs> carnal <laughs> desires above one of the best TV shows ever written, produced, acted? Anyway, <laughs> uh, but also I, nice. I, I'm gonna have to disagree with you there because I did uh, end up watching Firefly uh, eventually, and oh, um, there you go. <laughs> really a fan, but uh, but at this point, at this point in time, when I was watching the. Stargate Atlantis, as it was originally airing in like the mid to late 2000s. This was the first time I'd seen Jewel State in anything and really took notice of her. So I'm like, hot damn, this Dr. Keller babe is a is a real babe. What's her? I didn't get a good feel for her like character on the show. Like she's a doctor. Like a medical doctor or is she like a she's a medical doctor. Uh, She's quite inexperienced. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um and uh, Jewel State is forty, by the way. Well, I now, always thought she yeah. was much younger than me. Uh, yeah, now she's around forty or so. But this yeah. was uh, two thousand eight, so she oh yeah, yeah. In, in no, but it, it's just weird. I always thought she was um she was younger than me, but she just uh, has good good genes. Yes, she does. She uh, I follow her, her on Instagram, and she uh, she posts a lot of photos where she uh, shows off her her good genes. Nice, nice. Man, yeah. I haven't had a pair of good jeans and <laughs> well, lots of bikini photos and photos of her in like tight dresses and stuff. It's uh, go give her Instagram a follow. Go go I'd give Jewel State the uh, support Canadian actors. 
Yeah, support Canadian actors. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, you became a fan of her yeah. uh, on this show. Um, so yeah, what ends up happening uh, in this uh, in this episode? There's some. So another thing that w- was bothering me is um, so they go through all this bullshit of like trying to Rodney tries to throw this uh, grappling hook up. He's insisting that he do it and that he do it. It's like this weird. I don't know. It's this weird like kind of macho moment for him. There's two kind of weird sexist adjacent moments in this episode. One is kind of like, oh, geez, like, huh? What are you? Like, what? You're afraid of, like, choosing which man to have sex with? And would you rather? Like, this, like, ribbing there? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they poke fun at him for, like, not being comfortable in his sexuality. And he's just, like, acting really awkward about the would you rather. Uh, but uh, later on in the episode, we circle back to it. And he's just, like, freely, like, naming off names. Uh, names yeah. of dudes in would would you rather so it uh i i like that they circle back to it mckay is just like all right sure nice <laughs> uh, but anyway so there yeah there's this weird moment where mckay is like trying to be macho and being like i'm gonna throw the rope with the grappling hook up and uh colonel carter is like no let me do it and he's like why have you ever done anything like this before and she's like yes actually many times on lots of missions and he's like oh well I have two. Me too. I'm like, uh, so he, you? He, he, ha, no, he, he really hasn't. Um, and indeed, it, this is uh, proven in execution by the fact that he cannot throw this thing up through the hole uh, to save his life. He almost uh, throws it at Colonel Carter, throws it behind him, can't throw it up through the hole. Just doesn't work. <laughs> uh, it's actually like, uh, the the okay. So the the this the is a very shot in doctors. Damn it! Oh, there is a very... in the episode, but they lent so much of this shit is just wasting time. Um, McKay trying to throw the grappling hook up and failing, and then Carter doing it, and then just grabbing dirt. Uh, what else is a waste? There are kids. There are kids Remember? who show up, and they're like, yeah, there are kids who show up, and they're like, hey, it's actually the kind of an amusing scene the kids show up and they're like hey go tell your parents to to bring help and they're like no we can't do that why not because we're not supposed to play out here and we'll get in trouble they're and carter is like you won't get in trouble i promise just go find help and he's like i don't know you don't you've never seen my dad uh when he's angry you never see my you dad when he's got a six-pack of beer in him and he's looking for an ass whooping <laughs> uh, you wouldn't like my dad when he's angry uh, and, then, and indeed, it, McKay's like, hey, like, show him your rump or something like that or flash them or oh, show him your boobs. Yeah, flash them. He's like, I was a 10 year old boy. Like, just do it. And they're like, oh, the uh, question. And part of me is like, 10 year old me would have done a lot of th- because Carter's like, hey, we'll do anything. Just just name your yeah. price. And they're uh, like, 15 what I found, bucks, what I found, little man. Put that shit in my hand. Wow. A Jay and Silent Bob reference. <laughs> Um, what I found amusing uh, in, in this scene, uh, well, two things. One, um, r- with regards to uh, uh, McKay's suggestion that they just flash these people, is, uh, well, Carter is like, absolutely not. No, we're not doing that. Uh, Dr. Keller looks like she's actually kind of considering it <laughs> until the kids like end up fucking off because McKay like, like just loses luck. patience and starts... 
and oh, starts like, like yelling. I am an adult. Listen here, you little shits. You have to listen to me. That's the chain of command. Uh, and that cracked me up. Yeah. It's the fact that he's, he just like loses all patience with them. And they're like, okay, good luck. Bye. Love you. <laughs> they come like, back no, later no, in the no. episode with like more friends. Uh, because because their friends didn't believe them that they found these people down there. And they're like, hey, seriously, help us. And they're like, no, we're not supposed to be here either. So we're I, not going to I bet him two freezies, Mr. Freeze. I bet him two Mr. Freeze yeah. that, that, that you guys were here. What was your favorite yeah. Mr. Freeze out of all the colors? Uh, the blue one. Blue, blue was good. I liked peach, like the off orangish one, not yellow. Ugh. Uh, but like the peach one and white, whatever flavor okay. white was supposed to be. Coconut I liked the yellow. I didn't like, like a I lot of citrus the... things when I was a kid. Oh, see, I, I, I yeah, I, I love citrus fruit. Uh, my favorite fruit is uh, grapefruit. Uh, grapefruit. Yeah. Ladies and uh, gentlemen, really, the really... one man in the world whose favorite fruit is grapefruit. <laughs> I I adore uh, grapefruit. Anytime I buy juice, like it's almost always grapefruit juice. Okay. Okay. Um, I I like citrus fruit uh, in general. I really really like grapefruit. Really like lemon. Really like lime. Really like oranges. I wonder if there was a grapefruit drink. If you would, if you would like it. Oh, uh, there are. Oh, the, well, there's that, uh, that shows how much I know. <laughs> what's it called? There's a there's a mix there's a mixed drink that had that's like grapefruit juice. Uh, vodka or gin and something else and i can't remember what it's called but now. it's mixed there was a restaurant like with... go ahead yeah <laughs> there, there was a restaurant that used to be in nanaimo um which uh is getting a little uh a, a little like real world but there used to be a restaurant in nanaimo that uh actually i, I mentioned before me and cal mentioned before that we met many years ago uh working oh, yeah. together at a blockbuster video there was a restaurant that we actually went to a uh, staff like Christmas party when we were working at Blockbuster. There was a restaurant. We we went to this restaurant. This restaurant had you could order like a giant like thing of this like grapefruit juice and vodka and other they had like stuff. gigantic like, tropical giant, drinks. It would come in like a giant like fish bowl type sized thing. Yeah, and I think their uh, five dollar fish bowl like mixed drinks. Oh. Yeah. Right. What was that place called? Fast uh, Eddie's. Fast Eddie. Fast Eddie's. Yeah, yeah. Fast <laughs> Eddie's in Nanaimo, BC. Five dollar uh, place Abbey has nights. been. Place has been closed down for many, many years now. Yeah, for many point, years. But... but man, anybody that lived in Nanaimo during that era, they know Fast Eddie's. Anyone who lived in Nanaimo in like the '90s or 2000s, like they 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 knew what uh, Fast Eddie's was all about. Oh yeah. They they had like a. They had a, a an actual like classic jukebox in there, and like every table had like a, a jukebox a thing where you could like put money in and choose what song you wanted to listen to. It was very us. Like, yeah, what? it was. Yeah, our our friend Extina Aquafina was a big at big big fan of <laughs> Fast Eddie's. Yeah, uh, rip it, and peace, indeed, Fast and Eddie's. Indeed, and I think believe uh, she also worked at Blockbuster too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I believe it was her suggestion that we uh, to to our manager that we uh, we go to Fast Eddie's for our staff Christmas party. It was it was uh, real quick. I, I remember we... I, I remember we um, it was funny uh, at that staff party. Uh, our our budget I think for dinner was 
it was something weird. It was like $14. It wasn't like 15. It wasn't 10. It wasn't 15. It was like $14 and it couldn't include alcohol. And, yeah. uh, our, our man, our manager was like, you can order alcohol on your own dime, but you can only order one drink. So of course we all ordered these giant, like fishbowl sized drinks. <laughs> and like, they have all this garnish and these like, like, yeah. <laughs> Like you need two hands to like lift these up and it's got like five even ounces of alcohol <laughs> yeah and she even said to me she's like seriously i'm like it's technically one drink <laughs> you didn't say one ounce you didn't say the 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 milliliter yeah. allottage yeah mine was a double oh, and they were like Christ. that's your no but my drink was almost $25 because I got like five ounces added to it, by the way. Like I was sloshed. Yeah, yeah. By the yeah, end of I, that. Like I yeah, actually got I, extra. I, yeah, uh, I ended up, um, uh, I, I got extra in mine too, if I recall correctly. And I think <laughs> I kind of, yeah. And I think I also kind of just said, fuck it. Because at, at, after like I had finished this whole drink like i i drank like several ounces of vodka and i was like i was pretty like i i was pretty pretty drunk by uh by the time i finished that drink and i'm pretty sure i at that point i just said fuck it and ordered another one anyway despite what our manager the said ex tina yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> just like, and the, it was that um seek not a secret santa but that thing where like all the gifts are in the middle and you have to choose one randomly or you can steal someone else's like that. I can't remember what oh, that right, gift right. exchange yeah, yeah. game is. And I kept being like, you guys need to yeah, open yeah. mine first. You guys need to open mine first. And you, someone got a board game. Um, I got a shitty ass, like animal, like daily, like calendar. Do you remember in like the two thousands, um, really badly photoshopped stretched animals that gave them like big eyes, big round, like, like anime eyes on like animals was funny. Oh, Do you remember no, that like remember era, that. like I'd probably calendars, remember. and I'll I'll post a picture. I'd probably of... remember it if I. I'll, I'll, I'll show you a picture later. It, but... And um, I got one of those like daily, like little flip calendar things, and I was like, great. Um, I don't even I remember my... what I got. Uh, you got one of the um, items in there that was just booze. It was like whiskey or uh, sorry, rum. Uh, I have a good oh, yeah, memory that... for that kind of stuff. Yeah, it. and. Um, <laughs> You stole it from someone else, but someone can only have their uh, things stolen like twice or something, so no one could take it from you. And um, eventually, they opened it up. And oh um, yeah, right, because people kept kept stealing my stuff. If you, I recall yes, correctly, before yeah, yeah. it was right, but then somebody stole what you had. Xtina did, I think, because they knew that you liked rum, and they, yeah. <laughs> Uh, like you had a board switched to a board game and somebody else like switched with you. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think one of the things that I got was a movie and then someone stole that from me or it was like, or it was a season of a TV show. Something. Yeah. That's what it was. And, um, and they eventually it, opened I mine. didn't care because it was like a show I didn't like anyway. Yeah. And um, yeah. my gift, um, I'm like, no, no, you need to open it like all the way up. So they opened it all the way up and it was a mug, but it was a picture of me on one side going or no i was doing this i was holding my jacket and going and on the other and side just it like said, smiling yeah exactly like holding my like trench coat or something like that going and on the other side it said a hot cup ocal 
Like I just had the text like added to it. The people that made the mug thought that was hilarious, by the way. And then all of a sudden, everyone that had already taken a turn, everyone wanted the mug. I was messaged like years and years later by uh, what was the manager's name? Karen. Um, and yeah. she's like, oh, I still have the mug. Okay. So Karen, who literally had a Karen haircut, and this was in like 2008. So this was before like before Karen's, Karen's thing. became a thing. Her name was Karen, yeah. and she had a Karen haircut, and she was the manager. And she had a very Karen personality. Yeah, uh, she was very Karen. Uh, was not a fan. Not a fan of her. Let me tell you. Oh, I was, I was fine with her, but I barely me, me, and, me and her butted, me and her butted uh, heads uh, on a lot of things. Uh, cause I can be a stubborn, oh, when I was younger, uh, especially, uh, I could be a very stubborn person and, uh, well, she just always, it was a stubborn person. Well, there you go. So, so there you go, folks. That's our yeah, past in a nutshell. Karen's yeah, and shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to you, Karen, if you're listening to this and, uh, I know you are, um, yeah, never really liked you very much. Damn. What are you going to do? <laughs> The feelings that tall blonde with the glasses, uh, a, a woman who would make uh, uh, sexually inappropriate comments to me, like at random, really here and there. Yeah. Okay, so she must have liked you because she was oddly frigid and personalityless. So, yeah, like she, she would, um, this. yeah, she would, uh, uh, we'd be maybe I should bleep the names out. <laughs> Oh geez, well, um, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? But yeah, there there would be times where like uh like I'd be at work and she'd be talking to me about like something like casually that she did, like what she'd been done on her weekend and whatnot. But then she'd like lean in and be like, be like, oh, and I oh, and I picked up a new like leather corset or th things like that, or like oh, I picked up a new riding crop or uh some new uh bondage rope. Okay, like she so just she was make looking like for you to be her her sub. And she would, and she, and she would always like lean, like kind of lean in and like kind of whisper it, like speak at a low, speak it at a low volume to me, and then would While, just like carry on. And that was one thing, but when she started well, grabbing her. your groin, that was another. Uh, yeah, maybe we should. No, she never. Names <laughs> out. Yeah, she, yeah, she she never got that far about it, and um. Uh, I, I was in a relationship at the time with a very uh, overbearing and uh, abusive person. Uh, so I, I definitely wasn't going to be exploring anything like that. But in hindsight, like if I could go back, I'd be like, yeah, I, I, I'd go for it. Why not? Yeah, me, me too. She, she, she was all right looking. Yeah. And she kind of had this, uh, kind of had this like... Um, uh, kind of like uptight, like bureaucratic, like boss bitch vibe going. Which, for as we're that, older, uh, could be. We appreciate more. <laughs> we appreciate. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna bleep the names out. Of yeah, all I was gonna this. say. Let's, I'm gonna let's bleep. I'm gonna leave all this in, but I'm gonna bleep, bleep the names out. Yeah. The the uh, funny yeah. thing is, anyway, we we're talking about if they actually listen, but we don't need anyone tagged. Any friends of friends tagging anyone in this? Um, but yeah, back to the can you tell this is like a filler episode of Stargate Atlantis, folks? Okay, so 
they go through they go through a bunch of bullshit throwing the rope up doesn't work the kids don't help them uh they don't flash dr the keller kids. comes up with dr keller comes up with this idea of like uh, a bar trick to get free drinks which is some this bar trick of hers is something i've never heard of uh it's kind of cool like i'll give her that but it's not something i'd heard of before so it's like taking three like cups and spacing them like just far apart enough apart that uh using butter knives uh you can't actually like create a, a bridge between them unless you like interlock them in like a, a vulk nut kind of way yeah like how you fold boxes close uh, and but... so yeah yeah oh yeah and at one point they try like stacking a bunch of the boxes up to like climb up that doesn't work right, right so right. this bar trick of of tellers they try doing that with uh two by fours essentially also right. they get this idea because they look around the room and they're like huh these support beams and i'm like the support beams were one of the first things that i noticed when they fell into this room and i'm like yeah these support beams would be incredibly easy to climb because they have like stuff on them that you could grab onto yeah there's like ruts or uh sorry uh, like not struts but the, yeah you can climb them <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they, the I, I was looking at these things like right in the beginning when they first fall into this thing, and I'm like, these things would be very, those things would be very easy to climb. Like, well, it kind of goes to show they didn't look around much because they were ready to strip when Carter <laughs> was like, I found rope. Did you guys even look for rope? Right. So they, they find things throughout the episode. So, By the way, this isn't a 22 minute episode, folks. No, this is 43 minutes. <laughs> yeah. commercial so they 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 stretch this one out believe me uh so they do this uh this, this bar trick with two by fours and the support beams they put like a crate uh in the middle carter like tries to to climb it doesn't work thing collapses and falls she breaks her leg and then there's like an earthquake at some point there, there's more earthquakes or... and the the uh, struts are starting to break apart uh doctor and the struts are starting to break apart this like structure that they're in like tilts over dr keller uh slides out and is dangling from a rope mckay right. is like holding on for dear life uh causing rope burn to his hands in the process which um i, I really appreciate uh mckay's uh determination in this scene yeah yeah, that's what I said. The thing is about these episodes is there's uh, character development that you can't really get with a more action-packed episode. Yeah, yeah. So long story short, uh, he's trying to pull her up, but then she notices a... Uh, um, like Ventilation a, shaft? A, some, yeah, some kind of like ventilation shaft or something. So she's like, lower me, like, and I'll swing over we can get out this way and so they lower the injured uh uh rodney lowers the injured dr carter down and then he himself like uh climbs down there's a bit where he's like just so exhausted and his hands are like rope burned all the shit mm -hmm. and he's just like oh i'm just completely where he's just holding on he's like oh i'm just completely out of energy he's like i can't do it and she's like so what are you gonna do just stay on that rope forever and die and he's like, no, no, I'm just uh, just taking a little bit of a breather here. And the 
another earthquake happens. Uh, we we see the the rope is starting to break apart, and like things are shaking. And he's like, "Okay, break time's over." So he like swings over and and uh, makes it in just the nick of time, where uh, it's that like TV cliche of like the rope breaks immediately, like most as he's like a split over. second after after he gets to safety. And then, like, the, the structure, like, finally, he's like, oh, that was a close one. And then the structure finally falls and collapses. And he's like, no, correction, that was a close one. Uh, so they get out. Uh, they're back at, uh, they're back at uh, Atlantis getting treated. Um, McKay, McKay's hands are all bandaged up. And uh, background Dr. Keller is like, that I'm using. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what uh, Cal's background is uh, for the, the, the video viewers. So uh, Dr. Keller is like, so Rodney, uh, thanks for saving my life. And he's like, oh, uh, yeah, uh, no, no problem. And she's like, but you, you still owe me a beer. And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, you, you know, the, the bar trick that I did, it's to get a, to get a free beer. And you like bet me that it wouldn't work. So you, and it worked. So you. Uh, owe me a beer he's like well i didn't take that bet and she's like but you still owe me a beer he's like no that i i didn't take the bet it's not like really binding it's and not she's contractual like, listen dumbass she's like buddy <laughs> listen dumbass do you, do you want to go and have a drink with me or not and he's like oh it finally but, dawns on him well yeah, yeah I'm related um, to this character so much in this scene because like this this is how dumb like i am when people are flirting with me like it just i i i don't i don't get it like i i just you basically have to like beat me over the head like and just say listen Who's your you daddy piece of shit I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm into you you dumb fuck like you, and that's you, what's going on so yeah. She's uh, like, him do you want to go for a drink or not and he's like oh uh I, I'm not really. Can can you tell I'm 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 like not not good at this kind of thing. Yeah. So but she, I, she's I, I related by that. to him. Yeah, yeah. So uh, and, uh, and so there's some there's, there's, there's some stuff going on there. And as um, I mentioned earlier you... in the, the podcast, <laughs> this is kind of the, the genesis of their uh, them developing a relationship in the show. Which so they what did she see in okay. him? in this episode that kind of was it his like tenacity like because even uh, though he's a bit goofy and i i yeah i i think she just kind of likes the awkwardness okay okay well yeah. he, he's a he's a he's a he's a decent guy i can see how he grows on uh the viewer yeah i mentioned it's funny actually um uh, i was talking about uh really liking citrus fruit earlier like grapefruit and like lemons and limes uh it's actually a recurring gag in the show that uh rodney hates citrus fruit okay okay i i didn't even think about that when i was talking about how much i like like grapefruit and lemon and lime and whatnot oh, and but he hates I, it okay <laughs> he hates it but he says it's an allergy in the show like he but says he like oh, he said he's like oh like if i if i have like oranges or like citrus like any kind of citrus fruit like i'll go into anaphylactic shock like i'll i'll just uh, like it'll prove fatal and there have been times where he's like inadvertently like uh drank like lemonade or something like that and ha has been perfectly fine so he just oh, hates it <laughs> he just doesn't like it yeah well anyway that was uh that was the episode
here on the laser comb podcast uh, we don't have a rating uh the random episodes that we catch uh we just you know ask each other uh would you tune in next week uh siege you just caught a random episode of stargate atlantis this one would you tune in next week after watching this uh, here here's the thing uh i i don't really <laughs> I don't really like bottle episodes uh, in general. Um, like I, I, I know why they exist. In fact, I mentioned why they exist in this podcast, mm-hmm. this episode of the podcast. I don't really like bottle episodes in general. Um, but here's the thing, though. The uh, and also like the um, the the writing in this episode, like the, it, it's very shoddily written in terms of uh, <laughs> plot. <laughs> but yeah. Um, <laughs> The character interactions are in this episode are really fun, and uh, the uh, based on the character work and the strength of the uh, actors playing them, uh, yeah, I, I'd be I'd be intrigued by this. I'd I'd tune in again. What about All you, right. Kyle? All right, um, I I gotta tell you, I I don't think so. <laughs> Not if this was the episode, <laughs> but Jewel State is in the show and. And that might that might swing my vote, <laughs> uh, and their interaction, uh, like M- McKay, kind of being very imperfect, but determined, and and you know he, he like tries his best. That there's something there, but n- going into it, it's so I'm so aware that this is a bottom of the barrel like filler episode. Uh, you said it's called a bottle episode, a bottle episode, yeah. It's very obvious that it is. So knowing this is probably as bad as it can get, and the jewel state is in it, you know, actually, maybe I will. Maybe I will check out the next episode. So I would tune in next week. I'm I'm changing my own mind. <laughs> there uh, you go. All right. Well, that has been uh, episode 42 of the Laser Cone Podcast. Best way to support the show is go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. Uh, there's a single $5 tier now. Gets you everything. Gets lets you gets you our monthly-ish commentary track. Gets you bonus preamble audio of this and all the other podcasts that we do uh, week in and week out. Uh, gets you our news and current events program, Lasercomb Tonight. And it lets you pick a show for us to re- review a random episode of on this very podcast so and we have different get in on that sometimes yeah it's all fun we have different polls and i'll get to that i'll get to that in <laughs> just a moment all right because we uh we won recently uh so yeah if you want to get in on that patreon.com slash follow us on facebook facebook.com slash spelled the same way or you can follow me on twitter at lasercomb cal you are at I'm at NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L. Also, join the Lasercomb Discord. Uh, there's a link to, uh, there's a Discord invite link in the description of uh, this and every episode of the podcast. So if you want to want to interact yeah, with us, say hi. Uh, that's the place to do it. Yeah, yeah come and say hi. Come it. and share the memes. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back next week with episode 43 of the Lasercomb podcast. And uh, the reason why I said we're, I was going to be talking about uh, Patreon polls is, uh, well, I ran a Patreon poll recently to determine what the uh, the theme 
of the Lasercom podcast is going to be for August of 2022. And uh, by quite a wide margin, the choices were, what were they? Uh, Batman shows, uh, sci-fi originals, uh, 90s CGI cartoons, and I can't remember what the other one was. Anyway, uh, sci-fi originals. Yeah. Uh, original program. I, I'm, I'm actually surprised, but like pleasantly it, so. It, it won by quite a wide margin too. Like most people voted for that one. I'm glad like, they didn't uh, choose uh, 90s like animated like shows. Yeah. I'm like, but we've reviewed all of them. I. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> are there, are no there any left? I know. Oh, no. <laughs> it feels That's like a... we got the big ones. We'll get to that 90s Donkey Kong Country cartoon someday, damn it. <sighs> but anyway. But anyway, so uh, 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 sci-fi originals uh, won out by a wide margin. And uh, with that in mind, we are going to be back next week with the first sci-fi original, a little show that was a co-production that ran for one season in 1997 and was a co-production with YTV, a Canadian uh, uh, uh uh, youth programming channel that we uh, reference quite quite often. Oh yeah, uh, cool show that was known in Canada as Deepwater Black, uh, but in uh, the United States on the Sci Fi Channel, it was known as Mission Genesis. I've been I actually watched this show on YTV back in 1997. Only la- like I said, it only lasted one season, but I actually watched it, and I've been kind of been looking for an excuse to uh, to cover it on this show on this podcast. What the, for what the hell is this? quite some time um it was really hard to find but i was actually able uh to find a site that uh, uh has it available to stream so i'll i'll uh, send you a link to it cal and i'll put a, a link to it in uh next week's episode description how did they miss this so this looks rad <laughs> yeah it was a cool little show about um uh teenage clones like waking up on a like uh colony ship or something like that this looks so 90s plus like that that sci-fi it's like a combination of like cool 90s kids but like meets like stargate or farscape or <laughs> like right. star trek or something and i'm like this this looks rad i missed it uh so we're gonna figure out what episode we're going to watch by, as always, going to the old trusty random number generator. So I'm going to hit screen share. Ye old number generator. I know it only lasted 13 episodes, so one random number between 1 and 13. And here we go. And uh, come on along on the ride of the fantastic voyage. Here we episode go. Episode 12. Episode 12 of uh, Mission Genesis slash Deepwater Black Infestation. So uh, this is the penultimate episode of the series. So it's going to oh, be interesting. Yeah, there's only 13. And yeah, so we'll be back next week with that. And uh, until then, I've been The Siege, one of your hosts. And I've been NeoCal. Thanks for listening. We will dial the Stargate next week. Take a trip to another Shut up.